I greet you in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. I want to welcome you to another life-changing word experience here at Christ the Ark Church. Family, before we start, I would love for us to start in a word of prayer. The Bible says in the book of Proverbs, chapter 4, verse number 22, They are life to those who find them, and they are medicine to all their flesh. The word of God is life to all who find the word and is medicine to all their flesh. What is the Bible teaching us? Do you want life? Find the word of God to find life. Do you want find the word of God to all your flesh? Let us pray for global life and global healing in all flesh. How does that come? It comes through finding the word of God. Let us pray. Heavenly loving Father, we thank you for your awesome word. Father, your word is life and your word is medicine to all flesh. Your word is life to those who find it. And your word is medicine to all flesh that finds your word. Your word brings healing, heals us from death to life, heals us from sickness to health. Father, your word is life to this world. Your word is medicine to all flesh in this world. Father, we pray for global healing. Father, heal our souls, heal our physical bodies through your word. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you for answered prayers. Amen. So, family, I just want to remind you about our previous messages. If you would love to know our previous messages, please visit our different social media platforms, Facebook, YouTube, and CastBox FM for podcasts. So, family, last week we have been ministering about a title that says you are the one you are the one we spoke about samuel where god sent samuel to go and anoint one of jesse's sons when samuel got there a parade began when a parade began samuel also mistaken Eliab for the one who god has chosen because of how Eliab demonstrated himself. But God said, no, not this one. I do not see as men sees. Because men are committed to an outward appearance, but God looks on the inside. God taught Samuel not to see as man sees, but to see as God sees. Because life begins in the heart. After the parade went on, Samuel asked, Are these all your sons? 
Then Jesse said, there is another one who is looking after sheep and goats. So in essence, this is saying that this that I showed, they are the ones who smell good. They are the ones who meet your requirements. They are the ones who are staying at home brothers. They are the ones who are best dressed. So he presented them based on the outward appearance. But the Bible says that so Jesus sent for David. The Bible explains that David was also dark. He was handsome and had beautiful eyes. And when he appeared, God said, this is the one. Anoint him. God says you are the one. He was not looking at his the color of his skin. He was not looking at whether he was handsome, he was not looking at these beautiful eyes. God saw his heart. The heart of David, it demonstrated his devotion. It demonstrated his character. It demonstrated his heart to serve. God chose him because of his heart. So when many looked down upon David, God said, you are the one. So when many are looking down upon you, God says you are the one because God sees your heart where others are only committed to your outward appearance. So keep on devoting yourself to, to, to service. Keep on demonstrating your character of service. Commit yourself to service because that is what God looks at. God looks at the heart, but people look on the outward appearance. If you want to learn more, please visit our social media platforms. So family, today we are going to speak under a topic that says you are the one part number two. So we have begun a new series. We will get our passage of scripture from the book of Jeremiah chapter one. We will read verse number five in the New King James Version. The Bible says, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I sanctified you. I ordained you a prophet to nations. This is a very popular passage of scripture. Let us pray for the reading of the word. Heavenly loving Father, we thank you for your blessed word. Your word is alive, it's powerful. Your word is forever settled in heaven. You have lifted your word above all your name. You sent your word and healed all our diseases. Those that find your word find life. Those that find your word, they find healing to, the, to all their flesh. I pray, Father, that even as we minister today, your word will bring life and will bring total healing in the flesh also. We will be made whole by your word. As your word comes out, Father, you, the faith will rise. Your children will walk on water, move mountains, and do the impossible. Father, I make a commitment that I will not minister according to my limited human abilities, but I will allow the Holy Spirit to minister through me in the name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. So, family, where we have read, it is a very popular uh, passage of scripture. 
but I pray that today the Holy Spirit ministers through us to see what we have never seen before in this passage of Scripture. So first and foremost is that the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah. If you read the preceding verses, you will learn that the word of God came to Jeremiah. So God sent his word to Jeremiah. Jeremiah was the a Pastor Hilkiah's son. So Jeremiah was in the pastor's house, but still he did not know what he had come for. So Jeremiah did not know his purpose even though he was in the pastor's house. So God sent his weight to help Jeremiah know what he has come for. The word of God came to Jeremiah during Josiah the king of Judah. The word of God came again to Jeremiah during King Jehoiakim. The word of God also came for the third time after many other times during King Zedekiah. So when God sends his word to you and you do not pay attention or you do not accept responsibility, God will not give up on you. The word of God came for several times to Jeremiah until Jeremiah admitted his responsibility. So Jeremiah tried to run from his purpose until there was nowhere to run. So God will not give up on you. He will be patient with you until you have nowhere to run. So Jeremiah was refusing until he finally gave in to what God wanted to do through him. So all this time, God was saying what we have read in verse number five. God was saying, Jeremiah, I chose you before I gave you life. Jeremiah, you are the one. I knew it before you even received life. I knew you. I set you apart and I appointed you. I approved you before I even gave you life. You are my best choice, Jeremiah. You are the one that I have chosen. I have selected you. I have picked you. So family, I want you to know that when God chose David and sent Samuel to anoint him, David had a challenge. The challenge that he had, it was not due to him. It was due to others. Others looked down upon him. Others looked down upon him. But what happened, many eventually looked up to him because of what God has done in his life. So the worst that happened to David is that many looked down upon him because of how he appeared. He was dirty, he was smelly, he was looking after goats and sheep. Now, let us see what was the challenge of Jeremiah to accepting his call. The Bible says, after God told him that I have 
anointed you, I have ordained you, I sanctified you, and ordained you a prophet to nations. Jeremiah's response was that he, he shows me that he looked down upon himself because he says, Oh Lord, not me. I maybe go next door. Oh Lord, not me. Maybe ask the president. Oh Lord, not me. Maybe ask the CEO of that company. Lord, not, not me. Maybe someone from another province. Lord, not me because I cannot speak. I am only a youth. So, you see, with David, many look down upon him. But now the sad part with Jeremiah is that he looked down upon himself. He says, oh, not me, maybe someone else. Maybe you have made a mistake. He says, I cannot speak. And I'm only a youth. But he says, I cannot speak. But he, 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 he was speaking when he responded. So this tells me that Jeremiah looked down upon himself. That is the worst mistake that one can do. Never look down upon yourself. Jeremiah showed me that he lacked confidence. He was not a public speaker. Jeremiah was not a public speaker, but God is calling him to a call of a public speaker. God will not always call you to what you are. You specialize in. <laughs> he will call you to what he has created you for. He lacked confidence because he did not know what he was capable of. But God knew that I have created you with that capability. So he lacked confidence because he did not have the training. <laughs> he did not have the experience of what God is calling him to. He considered himself unable to speak. But he was speaking in his response. So when, when you lack confidence, you, you even fail to see things that you are able to do. Because he's responding through speaking. But he cannot even realize that I am responding through speaking. And I'm still saying I cannot speak. So lack of confidence will, will cause you not to see what you are even able to do. So... When we have confidence, we are able to even recognize what we are able to do. We are even able to admit what God says we are able to do. So, family, lack of confidence almost caused Jeremiah not to be able to accept his call and keep on running away from his call. Many people are denying the ability that they are able to, to do. They are denying what they have, they have the capability to do. So Jeremiah, he felt inadequate because this was a new task. <laughs> so family, every new task, it comes with challenges. We have not done this before. So that's why Jeremiah felt inadequate. He did not have training. He did not have the experience. His lack of confidence failed him to realize what he was able to do when he was actually doing it. He was speaking, but still, he could not recognize that he can speak. All that he could see is that he was too small. He was a youth. So never allow the feeling of inadequacy to stop you 
from serving God. Whether you have training, you have experience, your, your, your lack of confidence, never allow that to stop you from serving God. If he gives you a job, God will also provide for what he is calling you to. So God calls you and he provides for what he is calling you to. So Jeremiah considered himself inexperienced and qualified, but God qualifies those that he called. God qualifies the called. When God calls you, God also qualifies you. God knows what we, what he will use every one of us for. So God makes us for what he's going to use us. When God designed you, he will also call you to what he has designed you. So God has designed you and he will also call you exactly to what he has designed you. So God created Jeremiah and he has called him to what he has designed him for. God's purpose will not fail. God's purpose came to Jeremiah through the weight. Your purpose will also come to you through the weight. God is sending you the weight today. He says you are the one. Before he formed you in your mother's womb, God knew you. Before you were born, God has already sanctified you. God has already ordained you a prophet to nations. Before you were you got you 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 were given life, God already knew you. God had already chosen you. God had already set you apart for himself. God has already approved you. He has already anointed you. So with every function, there is an unction. So God has already unctioned you for your function. So God has given you your assignment before you even appeared here on planet Earth. God knows everything before, beforehand. And his purposes will not change for your life. So God has a purpose for your life that he has given you before anyone even knew you, before you even know yourself. That purpose will not change. God destined us and forms us to our destiny. So God has destined you and he has formed you to your destiny. Before you even come to planet Earth, God already knows where you are going and what are you going to do. So Jeremiah did not know this because he looked at himself based on his outward appearance. He did not look at himself based on what God knows that is inside him. God let Jeremiah know what he is predestined to. So we are predestined. Before we come, God already knows exactly where we are going to walk, what we are going to do, where we are going to stay, how your ministry is going to start. God knows everything that he has predestined you to. Jeremiah was politely denied, declining his appointment. So 
he declined his appointment in a very nice way in a way that um, no one everyone will will realize that we are exactly what this guy is saying he, he, that that is what he means and that is how things are he is not from he is only from the pastor's house from pastor Hilkiah's house he cannot speak even though he is speaking <laughs> he is young even though even when he is young he can still do the work so family we must not see ourselves as others see us or the way we see ourselves we must see ourselves as god sees us so with david god taught someone not to see as people see but to see as god sees now with jeremiah god is showing jeremiah that you must not see yourself the way you see yourself but you must see yourself the way i see you so we must see ourselves the way that god sees us god has predestined us for the work that he has created us so family this was a great surprise to jeremiah it was news to hear that he has been designed to be a prophet he did not know it even though he was from pastor hilkias Home. He was in the pastor's home, yet he did not know what God has designed him for. So God says, I have designed you to be a prophet. Then this was a surprise to Jeremiah. It was a shock to Jeremiah. I have designed you to be a prophet. Now I want to tell you that you are the one that God has chosen. And this is <laughs> your surprise. Because you did not know that you are the one. I want to tell you again, you are the one. You are God's best choice. God has selected you. God has chosen you. God has picked you from men. There are many that God could have chosen from, but God has chosen you. You are God's best choice. There are many families that God could have gone to, but God is choosing your family. There are many Many young people that God could have chosen from, but God is choosing you. There are many men that God could have chosen from, but God is choosing you. There are many, many, many people where you stay, but God is saying you are the one. You are the one. So it was a good surprise. We do not know what God has intended for us, but God knows what he has intended as for god knew about you though you did not know about yourself so god knows you more than you know yourself god knew you before you came to the family that you are born in actually you are a privilege to that family because you you were they were a passage for you to come and take on the body that you can walk in on planet earth with so your family is privileged. God knew you before your family knew you. God knew you before you knew yourself. God knew you before anyone knew you. God already knows what you have come for, what you have come to do before anyone knows it, even yourself. God knows you more than you know yourself. God knows you more than you know yourself. 
Even when you feel discouraged or inadequate, know that God thinks of you as valuable. You are valuable to God. I want you to know before anyone knew you, God had already been thinking of you. Before anyone knew you, God had already been planning what you are coming to do. So don't hold back. I want you to receive this responsibility with open arms. You are the one. God thought about you. God planned for you before anyone knew you, before you even knew yourself. God has already set out what you have come for before anyone even knew it, including yourself. So God has a purpose for everyone. For others, he has specific purposes, like for Jeremiah. So for all believers, God has general purposes. There's also specific purposes. Before you realize your specific purpose, then you need to carry on doing the common purpose of all believers until your own purpose is clear cut. Until you realize your own purpose clearly from God, you need to keep on doing the common mission of all believers. You need to, to love, you need to obey, you need to serve God. Find ways to serve God even when your purpose is not clear-cut. Get busy with the common purposes of other believers. Serve in church. You will be an usher in the meantime, even though it is also a specific purpose. Pray. Go. Do charitable work. Just get busy. Because that will show your devotion, it will show your character, it will show your heart to serve. When you are busy, then your purpose becomes clearer and clearer. Even some of us, when we started, we did not know what was our clear-cut purposes. But while we were busy with other things, we were painting in churches, we were cleaning in churches, we were, we were, we were praying, we were giving, we were tithing. We were busy just doing God's work, charity. When they say the church is going here, we were just going. But I want to tell you, family, that things will become more clearer when you are busy with other things. So just be busy with common purposes of other of believers, and then your purpose will also become clearer. But when you are sitting and doing nothing, unfortunately, you are delaying yourself and this generation. So family, I want you to know that Jeremiah, before he accepted his call fully, Jeremiah did not know that there were nations that were waiting for him. Even now, before you accept your purpose fully, there is something that you do not know, that this generation is waiting on you. You are the one that this generation is waiting for. You have the answer to this generation. You have answers to this generation. You have solutions to this generation. This generation is waiting on you. You are the one. If God gives you a task, do it cheerfully. Accept it. Do it cheerfully and diligently. Do it 
cheerfully and diligently. Know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. God knew Jeremiah before Jeremiah knew himself. Jeremiah objected and considered himself unqualified. Never object, never consider yourself unqualified because God knows you and he had already qualified you. Jeremiah thought, I cannot speak to great men and crowds as a prophet must. And I can't expect anyone to take me serious. This is how Jeremiah lacked confidence. So never lack confidence because when God sends you, God will also provide for you. He considers his shortcomings more than what God has called him for. How sad. Never consider your shortcomings more than what God has called you for. Maybe he feared that he will mismanage the assignment through his weaknesses and then eventually fail. But God already knows that you will succeed before you even start. He made many excuses. Today, many are still making many excuses. This generating is waiting upon you. Stop making excuses. Excuses will never achieve anything. You cannot work with God with excuses because excuses cannot achieve anything. We cannot do anything for God with excuses. Excuses are a stumbling block to what God wants to achieve through what God has prepared you for. The stumbling block is excuses. Excuses are delaying you and you are also delaying this generation. This generation and the next generation depend on you. Rise up to what God has called you for. Moses also was making an excuse when God called him and said, I cannot speak. These excuses would have delayed Israel and kept them in Egypt where they were oppressed, where they were given severe tasks. So they were punished when they were in Egypt. So if Moses continued on making excuses, just imagine how much more the children of Israel would have suffered in Egypt. So excuses has never achieved anything. Can we make this con confession? Excuses has never achieved anything. Excuses has never achieved anything. So family, let us rise up and do what God has called us for. Today we will use this illustration to try and drive this home. We will use uh, the evolution of phones. So what is a phone? A phone is a communication device. It is amazing how phones has evolved over time. The first phone was a tin can phone where you take two cans and you put a string and people can speak from further distances. There were also winding phones where you wind and it takes you to exchange. You tell them which number you need. There were rotary dial phones. When you dial, the number will go and then come back again. So it will take some time until you finish dialing your 08 uh, 012 or 011 number. So we go and and then got modern phones where you just press buttons as quick as you can. You can complete your, your dialing process. Then we grew to cordless phones where you can move for certain meters inside your yard. 
So, and the list goes on. So, the first cell phone that was made, it, it was made to be a mobile phone. So, instead of having to wait and, uh, at home for a call or a sit in the office or make a reverse call in a public phone. So, the creation of the mobile phone is so that you can be with your phone anywhere, anytime in the world, you can still receive the calls. These were intentional creations. So all these phones, there was a challenge, then there had to be a solution. So all these uh, creations, innovations, it was due to a challenge, then there was innovation. So these were all intentional to meet a certain purpose. So even when God created us, it, we are intentional creations. There is a reason we are here and a specific assignment that we are here. So our creation is also intentional. So function is determined before creation. So before God created us, he has already given us a function that we need to realize and begin to walk in that function. Then God gives us the unction. That's why he ordains to be a prophet. He anoints you to be what he has called you for. He gives you the Holy Spirit as a sign of his presence upon your life so that you can do what he has called you for. So my function was determined before I was created. Like any phone that has ever been created, the function was determined that the phone was created. Before you were created, your function had already been determined. So can we make this confession and say, my function came before my creation. My function came before my creation. So your function came before your creation. So God's assurance is that he will stand by Jeremiah when he carries on with his work. Even in our weakness, we must humbly go about God's work. His grace is sufficient for us. Even in your weakness, in your inadequacy, go about doing God's work. His grace is sufficient for you. So Jeremiah was definitely going to come across challenges, opposition, but God ascertains him that I will be with you and I will protect you. God will be with you and God will protect you. Do not be afraid of the height, the width, the length, the, 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 the depth of the people that God is sending you to. Don't be afraid of their qualifications, their wealth, their positions, their properties, their cars their dress code. Just do the work that God has called you for. Jesus said, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Now, therefore, go and make disciples of all nations. He did not count qualifications, dress codes, properties. He only said, go. All that we need to do is go and do the work. Just go and do the work. Jeremiah was called, God said, you are the one. God clarified his assignment. God assured him of his support and his protection. God says you are the one. God will clarify your assignment. 
God will support you. God will protect you. All you need to do is to take on the call. You are the one. So let us go and read at something that the Apostle Paul encouraged Timothy with. Apostle Paul says in 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse number 14, just to reinforce him when he goes out to the world. He said, do not neglect the gift that is in you, which was given to you by prophecy with the laying on of the hands of the eldership. Remember, our theme says, catch the wind of the Holy Spirit. Paul laid his hands and they began to speak in different tongues and also proclaimed God's message. So the gift upon Timothy came by laying on of hands. So the gift came upon Timothy. The gift of Timothy, it is a ministry of teaching. It's a ministry of preaching. That is what Timothy came for. So now he says, do not neglect the gift that is in you. So Jeremiah also, he must not neglect the gift that is in him, the gift of being a prophet to nations. So you have a gift and it must be attended to. So if you don't neglect something, you attend to it. You take care of it. You look after it. You provide for it. So not, do not neglect your gift. Take care of that gift. Do not fail to take care of the gift properly. Do not abandon the gift. Do not mistreat your gift. You must learn. You must study. You must read the word. You must pray. You must serve God. Know how to operate the gift. Validate your gift through the word of God. Look after your gift. Cherish your gift. Embrace your gift. Work on your gift. Your gift can only be active when you work on that gift. You operate with that gift. If you do not look after something, it is just a matter of time that it will be ruined even to the point of beyond repair. So work on your gift. Polish it. Polish that gift. Put some polish on that gift. Clean that gift. Wash that gift. How do you wash it? How do you clean it? You keep on learning. You keep on studying. You keep on praying. You keep on following the leadership of the Holy Spirit. Go and register for courses to polish your gift. Work on at register as a singer at singing schools. Register as a musician at music schools. Polish your gift. What you have come for, it needs to be maintained. That is what he's saying. Do not neglect. Maintain your gift. Provide for your gift. So you are the one and do not neglect your gift. So you are the one. Do not neglect your gift. Can we make this confession and say, I will not neglect my gift. I will not neglect my gift. You are the one God has called you he will clarify your assignment. He will support you. And God guarantees that he will protect you. So family, with that said, can we close our eyes and focus on the cross of Jesus? Heavenly loving Father, we want to thank you for your weight. It is alive and it is powerful. It is bringing life and it is here to heal all our flesh. Maybe you are here and you do not know where to start. The first point is Jesus. Give your life to Jesus. Your purpose was hidden in him before time began. If that is you and you will love to give your life to Jesus, let us say this prayer together. 
Heavenly loving Father, I thank you for the words. You have a function for me before you created me. I gave my life to Jesus. I believe that Jesus is Lord. Forgive me all my sins. Wash me with your precious blood. Make me spotless clean. Fill me with your Holy Spirit to fulfill my God-given assignment. From today, I believe that all the things have passed away. Everything has become new. I am born again. I am a child of God. I am a new creation in the name of Jesus. Amen. If you have just given your life to Jesus, I want to assure you that you will never regret this decision and you will live to fulfill your given assignment. Before you came, everything has already been provided for you. So family, this marks the end of our service and I want to believe that you have had a life-changing word experience. And I just want to make this announcement that from the 5th to the 11th of July, we will have our seven days, half year prayer and fasting. We will communicate also how we are going to meet on Zoom for that week every evening from 6 up until 7 in the evening. So family, now that we have reached the end of our service, I want to encourage you towards giving. The Bible says in the book of Genesis chapter 8, verse number 22, that while the earth remains seed time and harvest, cold and heat, winter and summer, day and night shall not cease, seed time and harvest. Harvesting is preceded by sowing and not vice versa. We sow first and then harvest. That is the natural order. Even the spiritual order is sowing and harvesting. How much you sow determines how much you will harvest. So you are responsible for your harvest. That is just what I want to share with you before we go and give. If you love to give towards Christ the Ark Church, please see the next slide. We'll see you again next week at 10 a.m. We thank you and we love you. God bless you. Amen.